You want to do what? Oh, my God. <laughs> Say it again. Open the door to hilarity. I was expecting some kind of effect on there, like, hilarity, hilarity. Well, you did it so naturally yourself, because guess what, people? Welcome to episode 24 of the Vlix Podcast. You totally fell for that. I yeah. walked right <laughs> walked, into that. You walked into that perfectly. <laughs> Suckwad. Yeah. I'm your host, Jabo, joined with Pete. Ahoy, hoy. A.K.A. Suckwad. Danan. Suckwad. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're bringing back the old insults. Oh, man, we're going middle school on this one. All right. Oh, yeah. This is the middle school podcast. As long as we don't go elementary school, I'm fine. <laughs> That's okay, dear Watson. We won't. Hi, Dayton. Hi. <laughs> that was, okay, this yeah. is me. Yeah. This is the sound of my voice. <laughs> and Ken. Hi. Oh, he was very, like, monotone today. We got, Hi. We got kind of, like, sultry, sexy Ken today. I is that because that, I, I always get that way after X Benedict? I would say he served us brunch this morning. Ken loves a good brunch. Oh, we know. And breakfast is my favorite meal to cook. We know. And we had some of the best ideas we've ever had in a while, too. Again, over French toast. French toast. That's the secret. It is the secret. Yeah. It's the secret of life, I feel, is French toast. Do you agree? You hear that Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is not 42. Yeah, it's French, French toast, toast, bitches. So I got some words I'm going to have you guys try to guess the definitions for, okay? Okay. And then we'll keep a tally to see who, if anybody gets gets any of these right. Why do you have to turn everything into a competition? Because you're all losers. Uh, well, this, that well that mo- has to be proven. <laughs> so I guess that's why we do it. <laughs> exactly. All right. So what is the definition of a hanker sore? Hanker sore. A hanker sore. Not a canker sore. Not a canker sore. Hanker. A hanker sore. Hmm. Is it something that goes with food? Like you have a hankering for eggs Benedict, but you're sore because you can't have it? Nope. Damn. I'm that, out. That bad chafing from the <laughs> hanky panky. <laughs> nope. That's not it either. Ken, you got a guess? Um, I'm going to guess it has something to do with intense desire. Uh, it does. Finding a person so attractive, it kind of pisses you off. That's weird. That is a hanker sore. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder what the... Yeah, that's odd. I don't think that's ever really happened to me. You know, I probably shouldn't have done this because I can't even say these words. Oh, my word. <laughs> yeah, this was terrible. Phonics I challenge. Ookalism. Say it again. Ookalism. One more time. Ookalism. <laughs> Ookalism. <laughs> I'll spell it out for you too. Ready? O c c h i o l i s m. Occulism, maybe. Maybe. Okay, occulism. Well, it's an ism. It's an ism. So, so it's some sort of a belief system in the seeing things, or the occult, or octopuses. No, I, I'm gonna go with occult. Occult octopus. You're going with occult. Yeah, like. Maybe, like, the belief of all of the occult. The pointlessness of the belief, a belief in the pointlessness of the occult, where you're an occultist nihilist. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Ken's the closest so far. Ken's winning. Really? I was going to say, like, the deep belief that the History Channel is 100% facts. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Aliens. <laughs> so, there actually was a story posted yesterday about people who are... Um, 
Like life after being, um, fuck, I can't think of the term now. Abducted? No. No. Being part of a cult? Murdered? That's not being a part of a cult, but being a person who believes in a... Flat uh, Earth? Yes, like those people. Like they believe in it, and then after they find out... Once it's proven to them, the truth is proven to them? Yeah, and how they react and how they live their life afterwards and how they have a real time hard believing anything, apparently. Wow. Well, I I can understand that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if you've gone head over heels into flat earth and then you come out of that, yeah, you got to lose a little faith in your ability to see what's real and what's not. Right. I'm actually going to use Google Translate to uh, help us find these words. You think Google Translate's going to get right? Oh, it's going to say what... It's going to pronounce them. It's going to pronounce them wrong. (laughs) Okay, I stand corrected. Oculism. With a Nordish Nordish accent? (laughs) Apparently. Right. Who are we to judge? Uh, The awareness of the smallness of your perspective... By which you couldn't possibly draw any meaningful conclusions at all about the world or the past or the complexities of culture. Because although your life is an epic and unrelatable anecdote, it still only has a sample size of one. And many end up being the control for a much wider experiment happening in the next room. Oh, that's right. deep, isn't it? And that was actually the one that I maybe want to talk about these because I thought that I was, was going to say, cool. yeah. It's, so it's basically the shrug between the question, "What is the meaning of life?" and Netflix asking you, "Do you want to watch another episode?" And it's that shrug of like, "Hmm, yeah, <laughs> not going to figure that thing out. Might as right. well see what's next." <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you stayed up too late hitting next episode? Not that often. It doesn't happen to me really often. Just did that last night, actually. <laughs> did you? Yeah. What What episode did you? Did you uh, we to saw, get we've been Kerbs and I have been binge watching Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, oh, you're catching anticipa- up for in the... anticipation of the last season coming okay. up. And uh, we started. It was like ten thirty. Yeah, I want to say no. It was like eleven thirty. It was like like quarter after eleven, and I started season six. Oh, you just went ahead and hit play? Just, just did it, and then we ended up watching the second episode as well. Jeez. Oh. Yeah, it's bad. It gets you hooked, though, that show. Oh, yeah, that's the whole yeah. point. Yeah. Like, just... Once you get past episode two and three of the first season, you're 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 good to go. You're ready to watch them all. We've been, yeah, we've been, uh, it's been consuming our weekends. We, only, we, we will only watch it on weekends. Oh, okay. Uh, because we're trying to space it out until the next season. We're not going to get there. It's... You don't have enough time. You're no. gonna you're gonna finish it. So we're gonna, early, yeah, we're gonna finish it early. Is this week. a rewatch or your first? No, that was the first first time through. Oh, you've never oh. seen. Deliberately it. held off watching Game of Thrones. Oh uh-huh. well, then I, I didn't get because I didn't get into it until, the, until you know I didn't really like you know like I didn't really think decide it was something I wanted to check out until like season four and like you know everybody's already like four seasons in and stuff so I'm like I'm you know I just go on doing all the other things that I've got on my list, and then we finally eventually got around to Game of Thrones here. We wanted to do it before the last season started. So. Oh, boy. Because I didn't want to wait a year and a half. You know? It's, okay. Right. So. Well. All right. I started when season five started. I um, was the third time I started watching that series. Because I watched the first episode. Couldn't get into it. Uh, second season was coming out. Tried watching the first episode again. Still couldn't get into it. Third season came out, watched the first and second 
episodes. Oh, you're slowly building. Still couldn't get to it. Then uh, one of our old coworkers uh, told me that I should watch it. Give it one more shot. And I watched the first season over the that weekend. And uh, came back and was like, I'm hooked. It does that. Mm-hmm. I fully expected to get hooked. I, did, I went into it like, knowing that that was going to happen. That's uh, a great series. And I almost never, like, you know, I don't, I don't put any stock in the first four episodes of any show. <laughs> you know, until, they, until you get some characters established and stuff like that. There's really, you know, it's, 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 it's easy to, to, to stray if you don't get past that point. So. And there were so many characters in that show, too, at the beginning. Yeah. Because it was, it was you were introduced to everybody, and you're just like, oh, I don't know who these people are yet. Then you got people showing up, you know, every season, and some people not showing not up. enough people go away. I think if I had one complaint, it's that there's still too much, too many characters to keep, really keep straight in my head and remember everybody's name. Yeah, but you're not done with it yet. No, yeah. I'm not. Okay, I'm like you know, <laughs> at, at this point, I'm six. I, I'm six. Se- I, I'm, I'm five full seasons and two episodes in, and I still feel like there are too many characters, and it it, it moves around too much, and I'm like you know starting to, I don't know. Okay. Still what's, fully invested. What's our next word? Ready? It sounds like German. A-L-T-S-C-H-M-E-R-Z. Elschmerz. Elschmerz. Hmm. They do seem to make the best words. They do. Elschmerz. What could Elschmerz mean? Hmm. I don't know the root words of uh, I'm trying German to fig- well. I, yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. Elschmerz. Mm. Like an alternative... Alternative pop band? Yeah, like alternative... That feeling you get when you find a new alternative pop band, <laughs> and you're not sure <laughs> if you like them, but you kind of love it, and all your friends tell you it's the worst music you've ever heard, Yeah, they're, still kind of like band it. is Altschmerz. The band is Altschmerz. I like that. <laughs> that seems fitting, I guess. It's wrong, but fitting. <laughs> That's what I would go with. You're right, Ken. An altered, uh, an altered so. viewpoint. You're choking on your tea. Yeah, a little bit. Go down the wrong pipe. A little bit. Can't drink and think at the same time, buddy. It's too much. It's too much. I'm all choked up. I'm all flipped. Are you gonna live, dude? Do we need to do the Heimlich maneuver on you? Do I need to go over there and jump on your Yo, chest? If I, if, I can, if I can breathe, I don't need to be Heimlicked. Well, I'll make the decision. Oh, that. You sound like you're not breathing, though. I'm breathing just fine. Yeah, patients don't get to determine treatment. <laughs> this <laughs> is the quietest you've ever been. You should. Oh, I think we all know that's not true. Well, there's times when you don't talk. I've, I've seized. I've seized. I've seized with rage too much to for this to be the quietest <laughs> I've ever been. Yeah, we can't, we uh, can't right, really hear you seethe. All right. So what is I'm it? What is it? Either. What? What's the word? Uh, wearing. The same old issues that you've always had, the same boring flaws and anxieties you've always been gnawing at for years, which leaves them soggy and tasteless and inert. With nothing interesting left to think about, nothing left to do but spit them out and wander off to the backyard, <laughs> ready to dig up some fresher pain you might have buried long ago. Jeez, old Pete. What is wrong with the Germans? What the hell? <laughs> Have you Googled German history? <laughs> but seriously. My FBI guy knows I have. This might be why. <laughs> wow, okay. That one's pretty oh. deep. 
Uh, these words are kind of dark. So bored yeah. with your own pain, you have to go find new pain to be hurt by. Right. <laughs> Same old pain that you haven't processed yet. It's, it's your pain, too. Right. I was so busy being pissed yeah. off about this, I didn't forgot to be pissed off about this, so I'm going to be pissed off about this now. My word. Right. And it's soggy in your mouth like that. Is the, it like the sogginess gets me? Yeah. Is it like the uh, Republican viewpoint? Which one? <laughs> Both of them so far. Both of them. <laughs> the Republicans only have two viewpoints. Yeah. They're good and you're bad. Uh, that's true. All right, ready for the next one? Sure. Chrysalism. Hmm. The belief that, that you need to be wrapped in a blanket tightly. Is, it, is that where you choose to wrap yourself up in uh, rather than face the truth of the world? Right. Hoping to come out a butterfly? Yeah, you're hoping to change. You're, or, you're finding a way to change, a process. Or the belief that crystal meth will solve all of your problems. <laughs> that one. Well, it does solve all your problems. Because you eventually die. <laughs> you don't have any more problems at all then. But you're all wrong. Of course we are. Linguists, we are not. The amnotic tranquility of being indoors during a thunderstorm. Listening to waves of rain pattering against the roof like an, arraign- an argument upstairs. <laughs> whose muffled words are unintelligible, but whose crackling release of built-up tension you understand perfectly. So it's basically digging a thunderstorm. Yes, that, that's petrichor. But uh, this is a whole different kind of. This is like this is like angsty teenager petrichor. Right. You're taking the rain and making it into an argument. These are very specific. So this this is a woman we're talking. About. <laughs> oh, oh man! I didn't say that. I did. <laughs> you got a problem with it? Fight me. <laughs> Come fight Ken, and then fight me. But I never heard the he word petrichor. You never heard so the is that like oh, you know, a type of music? Petrichor is where you find you find comfort and solace in 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 rain, in right. rainstorms and and. How is this not an emo genre? I was not like petrichor music. <laughs> maybe it is, and maybe we're just not going to find out about it. Right. I have to look that up. Right. Or start a band. There we go. Call it petrichor. Call, call it petrichor. It's just like sad spoken word with <laughs> rainstorms behind. No, no. See, so you do. You no, always do your. It'd be soothing, so it'd be like an ASMR thing. Very, it's very soothing. Yeah, it's supposed to make you supposed to make you comfortable and 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 kind of happy. Like real drawn out, kind of trancey, loose vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes yeah. a petrichor. And all of your concerts are in empty warehouses where you've installed sprinkler systems for it actually to rain. Everybody, <clears throat> and you can choose to bring an umbrella or not. Right, and people are just like listening to the waterfall as the music's well, the, going. Well, yeah, the experience isn't necessarily like you know that being rained on. Rain. It seems freaking rad, actually. Like yeah. I don't even that know would, if I like that, that music. Be but cool. um, I'm gonna go to that. Concert. It's more about like you know like like enjoying like sitting in your house with the windows open during a rainstorm and and just kind of enjoying that whole vibe. Like it if you were in a warehouse, you know with a metal roof or something like that, where you know that the right. sound of rain hitting the metal roof and stuff would be very. I would enjoy that. I think so too. Yeah, I'm I'm very much into Petrichor. I get I get a great deal of satisfaction from rainstorms. Oh, me too. I'm sad because we it doesn't feel like we we get them very much here in Flint. No, Not anymore. We didn't get a decent. We didn't. I think we had one decent rainstorm last year, and it lasted like 35 minutes. Yeah, it used to be like it would rain for three days. 
Yeah. Like yeah. it has not rained for three days. Yeah, in a and it very was beautiful. Time. I mean, we I mean barely get a thunderclap anymore. It just makes me sad. Yeah, we didn't have hardly any thunderstorms last year. No, we didn't. They yes. all come in ribbons. Just a wave crashing through in half an hour of like violent storm, but really short. Now all we get is wind. Mm. Like the other day. It was just wind. You ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> no dustoles. No dustoles. No dustoles. Mm. Is that uh, Spanish? I'd say Latin. 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 Is that Latin? Yeah. No dustoles. I have no idea. Right. This one's really, really deep. Oh. Really? Is it is it the viewpoint that uh, your inner self is connected to the rest of the world, and then secretly that means absolutely nothing because the world doesn't exist? That kind of deep. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can you got anything? No. The realization that the plot of your life doesn't make sense to you anymore. That although you thought you were following the arc of a story. You keep finding yourself immersed in passages you don't understand. That don't even seem to belong in the same genre. Which requires you to go back and reread the chapters you had originally skimmed to get to the good parts. Only to learn that along, all along, you were supposed to choose your own adventure. So it's basically the realization that... Your you, life sucks and it's your own fault? That you fucked up, yeah, and yeah. it's your own fault. All right, do they sell t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> Not the store. We have some, have some jackets made. Right. Yeah, I mean... This segment is terrible. Well, this next one's easy to say. Nighthawk. Nighthawk, as in a nighthawk? Not the bird, but remember, those are your motions that you can't explain. Nighthawk? Right. Is this like a, a a hunting at night sensation? It does right. involve being something that happens at night. Oh, I is hope what, so. Is it, is it what happens when you lay in bed thinking about all the failures of your life instead of sleeping? Because that's where all this is going. <laughs> yes. Very close, sir. A recurring thought that only seems to strike you late at night. An overdue task, a nagging guilt, a looming and shapeless future... That circles high overhead during the day. That peaks at the back of your mind. That packs, sorry, at the back of your mind while you try to sleep. That you can successively ignore for weeks, only to feel its presence hovering outside the window, waiting for you to finish your coffee, passing the time by quietly building a nest. Jesus. Suddenly, there came a tapping as if someone gently rapping rapping at my chamber door. Right. <clears throat> yeah, Night I hot, feel like huh? a raven. I have that happen a lot, honestly. Do you? Oh, yeah. Most of the time, it's like, oh, deadline's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Uh, Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning? Yes. Dead giveaway. Hmm. Dead Reckoning. Does it mean something different than the normal way that you would use that phrase? Uh, I don't. Know. Why don't I don't you believe so. Ex- what? Explain the normal way that you'd use the phrase, Dan and Go. Well, to have figured something out, like you, dead. Re- you figured it out. You dead reckoning. I, I, or am I using that wrong? I don't think so. That that hmm. sounds right to me, but 
I don't use that phrase often. The permanence of your realization. Yeah. Right. Yeah, or dead record. Like you figure something out, it's concrete, it's not going to change. It's or dead. to there's have no, figured something There's no changing it at that point. Right. Hmm. It is the absolute truth. The absolute. Well, their definition is to find yourself bothered by someone's death more than you would have expected. As if you assumed they would always be part of the landscape like a lighthouse. You could pass by for years until the night it suddenly goes dark. I like our definition better. Yeah, I was going to say untrue. You've got to find a new word. Yeah, I like our definition better. Burnt, deleted. (laughs) (sighs) We Uh, won that. Uh, Here's one that everybody should know, because it's used quite often, and that is to sonder. To saunter? Yes. Uh, that's like to mosey? No, that's saunter. Oh, that's saunter. Okay. Right. To ponder while you're sleeping? Close. <laughs> Ken, Ken appreciated that one. <laughs> I'm not sure. What do we got? The realization that each random passer buyer is living a life as vivid and complex as your own. Populated with their own ambitions, friends, <clears throat> routines, worries, inherent craziness as an epic story that continues invisibly around you like an anthill sprawling deep underground with elaborate so, passages to thousands of other lives that you will never known to exist. So realizing that other so people it's when exist. You're, it's when you ponder the lives of those sauntering past you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Basically, yes. I find this one fascinating, though, because it's like you have your your few close friends that you talk to on the norm and you know pretty much what's going on with them for the most part but then the next web of friends that branches out from them Them. you really don't know anything about well or just even random people you go to a starbucks and you know people go to starbucks you know that's a whole thing worldwide that people Whole, go whole, into whole culture drink coffee. built around people who go to Starbucks. Right, and then you go into one of those, and you're like, "Oh, that person has thoughts and dreams and like a plan today, and they're talking to somebody about a thing that you could understand if you talked to them, but you have no idea. They just showed up here on their own. Like they exist without your permission. Like they're just like out there, right? Being people. It's weird. So like, kind of recognizing that people exist. Yeah, and you're not the only person in your world. It's hard to take. It is hard to take. <laughs> That shit happens to everybody? Right. And then it's all more or less the same, but different. Yeah, we need more of that. We do need more of that. That's part of the problem is everybody thinks they're the whole center of their own goddamn universe. We are. Thank you. Right? No, we're not. (laughs) I'm the center of my universe, but I exist that my universe isn't the only one that exists. Right. I exist within the multiverse of other people's universes. But what's the name for the word of... You're not the center of your own universe. <laughs> you're like <laughs> off to the left just a little bit of your own universe. Well, that's when, you, when you're a spectator in your own life? Yeah. Yeah. I have no, I have no patience for people who are like that. It's, people who are like, it's like people who are victims of their own lives. Hmm. I'm loading up the word. Once when things happen to you rather than... Mimeo. Mimeo Mia? Mimeomia. That sounds like a computer mispronouncing onomatopoeia. <laughs> M-I-M-E-O-M-I-A. Mimeomia. 
And you love tiny things? <laughs> me, me, me. The fear of tiny things. The right. fear of tiny things. The fear that you are a tiny thing, but you're not sure. <laughs> I feel a lot smaller than I think I am. This one hits a little close to home. Uh, the frustration of knowing how easily you fit into a stereotype, even if you never... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Even if you never intended to. Even if it's unfair, even if everyone else feels the same way, each of us trick-or-treating for money and respect and attention. Wearing a safe and predictable costume because we're tired of answering the questions, what are you supposed to be? So it's basically recognizing that you yourself are a stereotype and therefore a caricature. Yes. Right. White people. <laughs> right? I know, right? Yeah, or I think it was Chris Rock or somebody had a, a maybe a Dave Chappelle. A thing about, you know, like fried chicken. It's like, son of a, I love fried chicken. He's like, but I don't want to go out there and I can't order it because then they'll think that I love fried chicken because I'm black. And it's like, but I love, who doesn't love fried chicken? It's like, right. Or, yeah, the white people memes of like, yeah. Why are you pointing at me? <laughs> do, you, do you like fried chicken? Not particularly. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> you rest this case, your honor. But I like chicken. Like, I like chicken strips. Right. But you don't like fried chicken. I know. It's different. Everybody, white people like chicken strips. But see, to me, right. see, I don't call chicken stri- strips chicken strips anymore. I just call them ranch shovels. <laughs> There's just a vessel. For- <laughs> There's a vessel for dip. Yeah, That's all ve- they are. It's a vessel for honey mustard. That's all it is to me. All right. All right, I, had a, I had a college professor who be like, how can people eat lobster? Like, it's supposed to be the delicacy, right? He's like, it's the cockroach of the sea. You're eating a cockroach, right? But it's so tasty. And he's like, he doesn't like seafood at all. I don't know. Maybe if you dipped a cockroach in butter, it might be delicious. We don't know. So, but he's like, you know what? I will eat. I'll eat shrimp because shrimp is a uh, vessel for getting cocktail sauce into my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he said. That's what he said. Just get a bowl of horseradish and a bowl of ketchup and go to town then. So wait, I'm going to ask you guys this before we move on. Um, what are the stereotypes of white people? Uh, uh, we're not racist. Khaki pants. <laughs> khaki pants, okay. Oh, red polo shirts. Are they got to be red? Oh, they have to be red. Cargo pants. Cargo pants. Cargo, Cargo shorts. Cargo shorts. Fanny packs? Yeah. Yay, no. nay. If you get old enough, like, you get them. Terrible dancing. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, really bad dancing. All elbows and knees. <laughs> yep. It's got the uh, lock dance, you know. You just just a little right. shuffle. It's just my, a little little hip shake. My favorite. Have you seen some of those like exercise videos where they're like trying to jazzercise or something? Where there's like some old lady being like, "Oh, let's do it this way," and it's just like just so painfully white. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, like it hurts to look at it. Like it's so sweat, white. Like sweating to the oldies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, white stereotypes. <laughs> Not undeserved. Being painfully unaware of racism. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. No, it's fine. I have a black friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, that is I'm not, stereotypical. I'm not racist. Yeah. Yeah. I have a black friend. I have a black friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my word. I don't know. Do you guys feel like uh, the, uh, the the theory of, 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 you know, special exceptions is an exclusively white thing? Probably. Maybe because you kind of assume you're supposed to get anything in the first place. And so to have to make a special exception for someone else to get it. Well, no, like I'm talking about, like, um, 
I'm, you know, well, I, I, I don't approve of gay people, but my grandson's gay. Well, he's not, he, other oh. gay, not him. He's, right. he's special. Yeah. Like, uh, like, make an exception. Do you think that's an, ex- do you think it's an exclusively white thing? I think that's an exclusively douchebag thing. Well, I don't disagree right. with you at all. Which is disproportionately white. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, you strongly support something except, you know, you have special right. occasions because they're, because they're important to you. Yeah, well, even just the mindset that you have the ability to per- give permission for that. Yeah, like your permission is required in order for something to be okay. Yeah, that you get to declare gay people are terrible, but I'll allow you. Again, that's that's white privilege. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, or the privilege of having invented and made use of gunpowder first. <laughs> really getting in there. How about how about just guns in general, right? Oh, well, that is kind of a privilege because even, were... even then, making the first swords, mm-hmm. you know, other people had clubs. Now you had a long, pointy, sharp object. I know. Well, first it was a short, pointy, uh, sharp object. Oh yes, that would have been a knife. <clears throat> but I don't. I still think the clubs would have outweighed the knives in that fight, reach and all. Oh, you brought a knife to a club fight. <laughs> <laughs> Who would win? Knife or club? Well, it depends how long is the club. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm assuming most clubs will probably be baseball length. I'm guessing they were longer than that, but... Hmm. I don't think you could control if it was longer than that. Really yeah, well. baseball bat is a pretty decent length for a club. Well, if you could control a bow staff. Oh. But see, a bow Which staff is... basically is... just a long club. Well, yeah, but it's wow. also narrowed the whole time. Club kind of gets... Bigger towards one end. Yeah, it's, it's you, weighted on one end. You think, you think you guys were walking around with ca- like Captain Caveman out there? Yeah, yeah, that's well, what a club yeah. is. A club is a is God. heavier on one end. Even a baseball bat is thicker on one end. Yeah, I understand that, but I'm not. I'm saying it's not, it is like a progressively larger. It's not like a funnel. <laughs> no, no, no. It has to. There's like a mathematical formula. It yeah, has that, to get a certain amount bigger yeah. as it goes out until it's. That's unwieldy. not a club. Then it's a stick or yeah. a bow. Historically speaking, what you what, what you see in the way of a club is you like a stick with a knob on the end of it. But it still well, gets like bigger and weightier at the end. Similar to a shillelagh. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I, I get that. But I'm saying is you can swing that. Oh, it came up with club sandwich and stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Way, way to win, Google. It did, oh, and then it came up with organization. God, but what I'm it. saying, but, but what I'm saying is, it, instead of getting progressively, I mean, you could have a you could have a four and a half, five foot long club if it's a stick with a knob on the end of it, because then you can swing that. I know, but but it's a club because it's it's heavier on one end a right, staff but, or a stick is is the same weight equally. okay but what i'm saying is he says that, be, that there should be baseball club length and i'm saying it could be longer than that it could be longer mm-hmm. than that if you had but like a little knob at the end for the same reason that swords aren't generally longer than that there is a certain weight well, there are five foot length. swords yeah you don't yeah, i know they're six cloud foot, strife foot swords, swords but, sitting around but, every day so, but swords in general since the since they switched from short swords to, to to long swords are longer than baseball bats. I mean, forty inches is is actually like you know the average length of a whereas a baseball bat is you know around you know thirty thirty five inches. So, at what length does so. a knife become a sword? More than a foot? No, eighteen inches. What well, goes knife, dagger, sword. sword? Oh, dagger is bigger than a knife. Well, I've got yeah. a, I've got a knife with a twelve inch blade. I mean, it's still a knife. 
Okay, but but at what inch does the blade I would, have to be? I, I, would, say a sword? I, would, I would say eight, I would say I would say probably eighteen to twenty four inches. I would I would consider that would be a short sword. Because then you'd be looking at a short sword, like a, like mm. you know ancient Greek or right. Roman short sword. How like close a gladius or something? Can your long knife and your short sword get? There's still got to be like I would that say two inch difference. You're up to twelve to sixteen could still be considered a knife. Sixteen to um, twenty two could be considered a dagger. But then eighteen and up to like twenty eight would be your uh, long sword. It'd be a short sword. Be a short, short sword. Sorry. And then twenty two to whatever thirty six or 30, how long? Thirty nine, forty. Right. It would be your long sword. Anything over that would be a bastard sword. But or claymore. Come back to the claymore. original question: Are you going into this fight with a with a knife or a club? I think the club would win. Again, yeah, based on length. Go for reach. And the yeah, fact that you can you, you can get to them before they can get you with the knife, yeah. Unless they're really bad at swinging. Then the knife's got to win because you Which, need to be close. You're a hunter-gatherer. You have to be good at swinging the club. I mean, It's your whole thing, mm-hmm. man. That's your whole thing. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, if you miss, then they're going to get you. Because they can stab a whole bunch of times real fast. Don't stab, miss. Stab, stab. I literally just watched this on the first episode of The Punisher. See, I'm swinging. <laughs> Season two. See, see, again, if I'm I'm swinging with such force that if I miss, I'm going back around. You're just going to double gonna, it up? Yeah, I'm just... A little shillelagh tornado yeah, it's like, spinning around. Yeah, it's like, you know, like you're a Navy pilot, right? You're landing an aircraft here. You do that at full speed. Because if you miss, you got to take off immediately and come back around. Same situation. I'm swinging that sucker. And if I, I I'm going to knock you out. And if I miss, I'm it's it, it's got enough momentum. It's going all the way back around. It's coming, and we're doing it again. Hmm. This topic got really fun and cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got out of this, but okay. I like this one. All right. What, what was the word? I was going to say, what was the word? <laughs> Mimiomia or something. Mimiomia. Did we ever find out the definition of that? Yeah, it's just, it, it, it's realizing that you're a stereotype. No, oh, that's white right. people stereotype. Right, which naturally rolls into the which somehow ended up with you get gunpowder and then swords. <laughs> Goddamn white people. <laughs> all the way, all the way weapons. back through history. This mayonnaise is too spicy. <laughs> That's a, there's a there's a white stereotype right there. Mayonnaise. <laughs> mayonnaise. Basically it's everything in undercover brother. Evan Wah. Evan Wah. Evan Or. Evan Wah. Is that mm. spelled like A V E N O I R? Right. The belief that you're a bird. But when it sounds kind of French, so it's like when you're on an you're avenue, bird. When you're on an avenue at you were correct, Pete. A V E N O I R. A V E N O I R. Avenoir. That's when you're on an avenue at night when it's noir outside. <laughs> the belief that you're standing on a street and it's noir outside. <laughs> your your love of noir movies. Right. You find yourself under a street lamp and you're like, ooh, it's a little noir out tonight. Yeah. The desire that memory could flow backward. We take it for granted that life moves forward, but you move as a rower moves. Facing backwards, you can see where you've been, but not where you're going. And your boat is steered by a younger version of you. It's harder not to wonder what life would be like facing the other way. Interesting. Man, these are all deep. The eternal sunshine of the spotless mind where you right. oh, have we can no memory delete- of the past. Yeah, you can delete your memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... There have been times in my life where I thought that would be the coolest thing ever. To be able to just erase everything and start over. Yeah. It's hard to uh, pinpoint where you're going, though. 
there's a certain amount of being able to measure your steps from where you've been. Yeah. Right. It's lacking. and I regret nothing. Plus, if I had to start over, you'd have to learn how to, like, you know, not shit yourself and eat with a fork again. Well, he, that happened in the movie. Remember, he turned into the baby for a while. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that would be a hard pass. What do we got next? Interesting concept, though. Just that you're not looking where you're going, watching the younger version of yourself steal the, steer the direction of your life. Yeah, that. That kind of blows your mind a little bit, don't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, because you are, to a certain degree, held responsible for the decisions that you made in the past, whether or not you still agree with those or... No, yeah, but you have to deal with it, right? Yeah, well, people, have to deal People with it. have some total of their experiences. You like have Paula to... Dean. Right. The Butter Queen. <laughs> feel that warmth behind you. You think it's the sun, but it turns out it's the dumpster fire that you started. <laughs> oh, normally it's just Pete. <laughs> <laughs> just caressing you <laughs> gently from behind. How do you feel Suge- warm? Suggestively. Yeah, you wear that banana hammock. And you give that younger version of yourself a look like, really, man? <laughs> this is weird. Right. All right, here's the next one. Oh, the belief that you were Leonard Nimoy. And the Moya, huh? So it's apparently Greek. No, no, no. It's the belief that you're Leonard Nimoy. Oh. <laughs> And Moya. And Moya. That's logical. <laughs> it's, it's logical. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, I see what you did there. It took you long enough. Yeah, it happens. A nostalgia for a time you've never known. Imagine stepping through a frame into a sepia-tinted haze where you could sit on the side of the road and watch the locals passing by. Who yep. lived and died before any of us arrived here who sleep in some of the same houses we do. That's that's Ken's love of the Roaring Twenties right there. Right. right. Ken has no love of the Roaring Twenties. Did you know that? You don't? No. Nope. What decade is your favorite, sir? Uh, I would probably say the 40s, late 40s, early 50s. Like, like probably 45 to 60, say. So after the war? Post-war. Right. When everybody post-war. was flush with cash? Well, not just that. You know, you could... There was still money to be made. You could still, like, you know, have that mm-hmm. self-made kind of air um but also at a time when um employers still cared about people (laughs) and uh you could go down to the you know you could go to the store and you know cost of living was still relatively low and you could still have a house and 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 a a car and you know raise a family on on decent wages and and stuff like that right back when the american dream was the the actual real american dream Yeah. yeah yeah or the late 1800s Velicor or Valicor? Velicor. 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 What do you think it is? Right. So is it the feeling of being inside during it being sunny outside? (laughs) Yeah, like the opposite of what Ken said earlier. Yeah. Velicor. The uh, feeling of being immersed in soft velvet. Ooh. No. Oh. Darn, I thought that was going to be it. <laughs> I really thought it was just going to be a feeling of wrapping yourself in vellum. Legging old books. <laughs> Very good, sir. I know this one because it's me. 
wandering around old bookstores. The strange yeah. wistfulness of used bookstores, which oh, are yes. somehow infused with the passage of time. Yep. Filled with thousands of old books you'll never have the time to read, each of which in itself is locked in its own era, bound and dated, and papered over like an old room the author abandoned years ago. Yeah, I can't I can't walk by a used bookstore and not go in. Yeah, it's a thing. It's mandatory. Yeah. The the book gallery, if anybody's ever in Macosta, Michigan. Huh? Or outside uh, outside Mount Pleasant. Uh the book gallery is absolutely top notch. Is it? Never been. It's one of the best used bookstores. Yeah. I like walking around them. I usually buy a book just because I feel bad because I don't want any of the books. I just like walking around touching the books, looking at all the the shelves and reading all the spines. And then he's like, well, I hope this is here later, so I should probably buy something. You know, like, pick something at random. Yeah, yeah. If I go out, if I walk into a used bookstore, I have to leave. I usually leave with a minimum of, like, three books. It's like mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do in Ann Arbor, too. They've got a couple of great, yeah. great used bookstores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all have that smell. Yeah. Old book smell. Dead trees. What? Dead trees. That's what you're selling. Oh. But that, they, they died to serve a purpose. Well, they did. Mm-hmm. All right, I got two more for okay. this week. You're going to have to say that again. <laughs> right. I mean, you're, 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 that's not cutting it, dude. Let me see what I'll say in English. It's not English. That doesn't even sound even close to what the first one was. You're going to have to spell this, sir. Okay, I'm a whore. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that with you're us. What welcome. is this word about? <laughs> It's uh, R U C K K E. Is there actually three K's, or did you just stutter? R U C K K K. I stuttered. R U C K K. You can't even do it. I can't get past this. Fuck it. I'm just gonna read what it says. R U C K K in the USA. R U C K H R U N U. R U H E. This word is fucked up. That feeling when you're bringing the ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> when you bring in the noise and the funk. Uh, this is the feeling of returning home after an immersive trip only to find it fading rapidly from your awareness. No. To the extent you have to keep reminding yourself that it actually happened at all. Weird that. I don't feel like that's ever experienced that. I've never experienced that one myself. Oh, when, when you like step off the plane. Coming back from like tropical vacation and all that like warmth and just relaxation and everything just fades right away and you're like, oh, working tomorrow. Yep. Got eight hours to, and all the schedule comes back, all the stress, the list of things that you have to do. Yeah. And it just like all of a sudden, well, that didn't happen. (laughs) That's why I feel it is. Okay. Eh, It happens. You guys are depressing. (laughs) Thanks, Ken. It's the (laughs) Rekukkk. That's the problem. Chirosclerosis. Something it's with like the spine. Kylo Ren has a crooked spine. An <laughs> <laughs> STD you caught in Cairo. <laughs> Herpagonocephalates. <laughs> well, since all the other ones were so, like, sad and stuff, this one's the opposite. Oh, happy one. The moment you realize that you're currently happy, consciously trying to savor the feeling, which prompts you to... Int- uh, <laughs> Intellect Overthink to it. identify it. it, pick it apart, and put it into context where it slowly dissolves until it's a little more than more than aftertaste. Nope. <laughs> started happy. Started happy when real. 
<laughs> like, I'm happy. Fuck. <laughs> Why am I happy? Oh. Basically, what we've learned today is that making up a new word for something only makes you sad. <laughs> Pretty much. So there you have it. So even the happy word. There's the some words word. that you now have the definitions for, right. and you can start to express them in your daily lives. Right. Uh, we'll be right back. So everybody's going to read some stories, and then we can talk about them. So Pete's going first. Let me know when you're ready. You're going, man. Oh, we're ready. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're, you sh- didn't even give me the finger this point. Is supposed to be a short story? You guys want to post that one. All right, here we go. This was written by Miss Kate Burnow from the Takeout Newswire. Nearly naked man covered in peanut butter visits Dallas Dog Park. <laughs> so someone woke up and made decisions. I guess. <laughs> Some kind of decision. All right. Filmmakers and writers do this exercise called storyboarding. You lay the elements of your piece out visually in little scenes or snippets and then arrange them in a manner that's cohesive and intriguing. I'll confess that right now I am staring at a metaphorical storyboard that contains the following elements of a story. Gold Speedo, Naked Guy, Dog Park, Peanut Butter, Fantasy Football, and Struggling with How to Arrange Them. All these details are just so vivid. Maybe we'll start in reverse chronologically. Last week, a 25-year-old Arlington, Texas man arrived at Bark Park, Central Dog Park in Dallas, Texas, <laughs> Great name. nearly naked except for a gold Speedo bathing suit. Per news station WFAAH, the man then covered himself in a creamy Jif peanut butter. Why Jif? Well, he went straight Jif, guys. Okay. A creamy Jif peanut butter. You don't do this with, like, Peter Pan or something. I think thinking that was like the appropriate moment for peter pan <laughs> all over your peter parts <laughs> <laughs> no because you're gonna buy this in bulk and i've never seen it i've never seen anything uh, but jiffin like the, you know the, it, it, at uh, like Costco. stop being illogical with it ken sorry <laughs> per news station wfaa8 the man then covered himself with a creamy jiff peanut butter and entered the dog park he Didn't stood want to use the extra crunchy <laughs> He stood there for five minutes while dogs eagerly approached for a snack and spectators watched in confusion. His girlfriend filmed the shit. Filmed the shit? Is that what it says? No, it says incident. That was my own lonely time. Right. Why? Why? For the love of God. Because he lost a bet. Steven Shrout placed last in his 12-person fantasy football league, the penalty for which was to pay $250 or perform the dog park peanut butter stunt. The thrifty Shrout chose the latter. Wait, so instead of paying $250, he would rather cover himself in peanut butter and get licked by dogs. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we have a quote. <clears throat> My strategy was to do it as fast as possible and hope that not many people would see me, Shrout told WFAA. Presumably, he really regrets drafting Le'Veon Bell first. <laughs> and that is the story. Of the peanut butter right. dog man. <laughs> fantasy football. Oh, yeah. Uh, isn't that awesome, though? I mean, seriously, would you? what would you have done? Would you have paid the fine or taken the bet? I would, you, you know what? You know what? I would have done it if I had you guys, if, if you guys had to be there to watch. 
because right. fuck you guys. I would have done it if you guys had to watch this shit. And I would have wore the smallest goddamn G-string. We wore the one that you got for Christmas? <laughs> yes, I would. But no, because you can see through that one, so that one would get me off to jail. But We can stuff it with cotton. Oh, we could. We could. So yes, I would wear that. Cad, what would you do? Would you do? Would you pay the I'll money? Just, I'll just pay the money. Data, <laughs> I would probably pay the fine. Yeah. You just pay the fine. I probably pay the fine too. I couldn't see myself doing that. Oh my word, that's messed up. All right, which one of you guys wants to go next, Dana or Ken? Well, Dana, I guess. I can go. All right. So, according to Ben Hooper, there was a confused husband by his wife, turnips. Instead of tulips. A Kentucky man's confusion is going viral after his wife revealed that he got her turnips instead of tulips for Valentine's Day. Nina Harris of Hartford said her husband, Alan, told her in the early morning on Valentine's Day that her gift had arrived. When I got up, I had my first cup of coffee and he said, oh, your turnips are here. And I said, turnips? Harris told WPVI-TV. Harris said he had told Alan the previous night that she wanted tulips for Valentine's Day. He wasn't paying attention, she recalled. He just said, yes, I know. That's what we do. Alan Alan Harris admitted he wasn't paying attention. That is the wife's words and thought she was asking for turnips for her garden. I went and got the bucket and put the turnips in the bucket that says, I love you on it, Alan said. I went to get her coffee and there you go. (laughs) Her remorseful husband said he ended up getting Nina some tulips plus candy and balloons. Nina Harris said her husband is lucky that she likes root vegetables. <laughs> How do these things get made into news stories? I don't know. Number one, it's not news. But number two, I would totally do that. Right? 100%. I, I would, would do, do it that. on purpose. <laughs> I feel like autocorrect. We should have put a part in this somewhere. Like, honey, what are your fa- text? Honey, what are your favorite tu- flowers? And like, she says tulips, and it turns to tuna to turnips, and then she sends it back. And he's like, "You guys okay. got any, okay. any turnips? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so it makes her a bouquet want. of turnip greens or baby something." Baby gets what baby wants. <laughs> turnips, it is. What my lady wants, my lady gets. <laughs> right? <laughs> you want some turnips? Right. We got you, baby. But he goes like all out, and it's like an entire wheelbarrow filled oh, right. with turnips. <laughs> Go big or go home. <laughs> He's got a bow wrapped around it. <laughs> what do you even use turnips for? You eat them. You eat them. They're food. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I have a recipe. I've for, never, I've never uh, ate a turnip before. So I had silence no idea. The I have a, I have a recipe things. for winter uh, stew. And of all turnips, uh, you use winter crops like turnips and stuff like that in place of uh, like the the potatoes and carrots. And, yeah. Interesting. What do they taste like? Like any other you kind of root beets? vegetable. Yeah, like kind of, well, not as earthy as a beet. Well, yeah, but have you ever heard beets that weren't pickled? No, I never had a, I've never ate beets. Oh, you've never had beets? Okay. No. Well. Yeah, beets are Sorry, pretty, fancy man, whatever. It, it's almost like eating <laughs> like a, a dirt. It's almost like eating dirt. It's almost like eating dirt. Oh, that it sounds is. great. I actually like beets, um, but turnips <clears throat> are not as uh, as earthy, I guess. I guess that's the only way I can describe it. Okay. How about a how about a, how about a radish? You ever eaten a radish? Um, parts of one. You've <laughs> you've never eaten a radish in your life. Just parts. Like never like wanted to eat a radish. No. 
Like, what's the parts that you ate? Like, somebody like cut I off just, a tiny sliver of yes, radish and you yes, ate that? Yes. Then you've eaten a radish. <laughs> <laughs> like, parts would, like, mean you, like, ate the leafy stem or that something. That probably was the best part. <laughs> you don't eat... Oh, okay, you you don't even know what a radish is, I don't think. Yeah, I do. You're no longer going to talk in this segment. You're <laughs> muted. Mute uh, yourself. I muted myself. I'll talk really loud! <laughs> I actually dig radishes quite a bit, so... Well, they're, they're well, you have to. They're they're root vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> they sound pretty rad already. Well, they're rad-ish. Oh, oh, this is getting worse. It is. <laughs> Ken has destroyed all tropes of dad jokes right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting chest pains. It hurts so bad. <laughs> no, that's laughter. <laughs> all right, Ken, you're up. God, really? Okay. This was your story. I know, but you were you were talking about short stories. This is not a short story. Did you read this? No, I didn't. Do you want me to give you a different one? Here. No, we're, Here. I'm here now. We're doing this. <laughs> here, hold on. I'll give He's you... at now now. <laughs> we're in the now now. I can give you your other one. This Australia a... plans to dump one million tons of sludge on the Great Barrier Reef. Oh, this is a sad story. Yeah, this is super happy after the after the peanut butter dog and and, and turnips for Valentine's Day. I got to read about the end of the Great Barrier Reef. Well, <laughs> here's my question: Are they trying to? Is this something they're doing to try and like do something to it to make no. it alive? No, this is they're the thing. killing it. Listen, listen, listen. Despite strict laws on dumping waste, the Great Barrier Reef uh, Marine Park Authority gave the go ahead. It says that the work ensures. Uh, it says the works ensure boats and ships can safely and reliably access ports and marinas. Um, it comes out one week after flood water from Queensland spread into the reef, uh, which scientists say will smother the coral. The industrial residue is dredged from the bottom of the seafloor at, at Hay Point Port, one of the world's largest coal exports and a substantial economic source for the country. Uh, Larissa Waters, a senator for Queensland and co-deputy of the Greens Party, called for the license to be revoked. The last thing the reef needs is more sludge dumped in it. Uh, after she slammed, after after being slammed by the flood, she told the Guardian, "One million tons of uh, of dumping sludge, of dumping dredged sludge, into <clears throat> heritage waters treats our reef like a rubbish tip. It's just another nail in the coffin." Uh, for the World Heritage-listed Great Barrier Reef, which is already under stress due to climate change, according to Dr. Simon Boxall of the National Oceanic Center in Southampton. Uh, if they're dumping it over the coral reef itself, it will have a devastating effect. The sludge is basically blanketed over the, cor- the coral. The coral relies on the algae, which is what gives them their color, and what helps feed without the partnership, uh, the, coral will su- the coral will suffer dramatically. Is there even a point to why they would go to the extra effort to dump it directly onto the the Great Barrier Reef? I don't understand what, what, what the point of it at all. Anyways, why can't they just dump it somewhere else? Right. I mean, because it's easier further out in the ocean. This and is, most, this is what's the most convenient. It's the most convenient and most cost effective. At some point, I would hope that we would realize as a people that our environment, especially as something as important as a Great Barrier Reef, is more important than money and i don't think we ever will no we're not we're not i mean look at all the shit that we're finding out in all our waters i mean yes we're in flint so we we deal with that like every day 
but even the PFAS that are just terrible for you in the environment, and we're finding out that they're everywhere mm-hmm. because of industry. Because if industry can cut a corner and dump into a river or a lake, um, I mean, look at GM. GM destroyed the Flint River. Destroyed it. They've they've made it uninhabitable for anything, and they don't. There's no repercussions for them for that. The cars live there nicely. <laughs> the, you mean the cars that sank to the bottom of the, of the river? Yeah. Yeah. They live there pretty peacefully. Dr. Boxhall says he worries about sludge dumping uh, are short term. Says, wor- says his worries about sludge dumping are short term with the current Australian summertime for rapid algae growth. Uh, a GBR, a Great Barrier Reef Park uh, spokesperson says all the material being dredged naturally is, is naturally occurring. And was also approved a comprehensive assessment to include a 60-day public comment period. Hopefully, there will actually heed public comments that will be coming in because there undoubtedly will be. Uh, The park allows, uh, the permit says the disposal site of 14.5 square kilometers within the park. And that the spoil material will not be disposed of on coral reefs. Without maintenance dredging, the marine park is left at greater risk from accidents or ground impacts of stranded vehicles. The North Queenland Bulk Ports Corporation, which looks after Hay Point, said dumping the sludge will have minor environmental impact. In a statement issued online, the corporation claims that reports show the risk would be predominantly low with some temporary short-term impacts. Right. Predominantly low, possibly devastating, mostly won't make a difference. Unless it destroys everything. (laughs) It's always low impact until it kills you. Right. Uh, Dr. Boxall says the impact will be lessened if the sludge is taken far enough offshore, but that it still contain high amounts of harmful materials such as trace metals. Disgusting. If, it, if, we, if it's put into shallow water, it will smother sea life. And it's that's what's going to happen. It's important that they get it right. Yeah. Do you think they're good at right, guys? No. I'm not feeling strong about this. Did you see the uh, the oh. city that lives on the banks of Lake Erie got it um, legally named as a person? Yeah, it's personhood, right. yeah, personhood status now, which it makes perfect sense. So they can uh, protect it? It'll cost more money, but that's not the environment's problem. <laughs> that's the Port Authority's problem. Right. Last year, Australia pledged $500 million, uh, or 275 million pounds, to protect the Great Barrier <laughs> Reef, which has lost 30% of its coral due to bleaching linked to sea- rising sea temperatures and damage from crown of thorns starfish. One of the threats uh, listed at the time was large amounts of sediment. So, for those of, for, for those who aren't aware, I was when I was re- I was reading about this. It's expressly forbidden by law to dump in the park. Okay. But there's a loophole for dredged material from ports. Okay. Which, I don't understand why that loophole exists. Because it's already been dumped. It's at the bottom of the ocean. What does it matter if you stir it up and spread it over the top of the Yeah, we don't care. The the coal runoff that adds into this dredged material that settles into the bottom of the port, we don't need to worry about that. Or any of the trace metals that come along with that. Right. Or even just in the short term, like they said, like, oh, hey, this is going to cause, like, a huge algae bloom. 
like right now. Like this isn't maybe in the future. Well, the, yeah, the coral, the coral needs the algae. If you're dumping there, then it's gonna it's gonna restrain that growth. So in order for the for the for the reef to regenerate itself, as it always does, as as it has for millions of years, um, you're you're gonna you're gonna kill that season. So it's gonna lose an entire year of growth, which is crucial. And then assuming that the that the ecosystem comes back into balance over the course of the next year, right. by the time Australian summer hits next year, then we have to hope that that uh, the, the rapid algae growth will be able to contribute to uh, to coral growth and diversification as it has in the past. Fingers crossed, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yay. Dump first. Ask questions later. That's right. That's right, because it's, it's, it's more economical. It's disgusting. It is. I sent you your next one. Oh, I get two? Everybody. Well, you get three. Everybody else gets two. Oh, I get three? Because I have an extra special one just for you. Because we enjoy the soft, dulcet tones of Pete Herman. I guess so. And plus, you guys get to talk yourselves for a little while. I don't have to stumble over words. I'm trying to bring it up right now. <laughs> okay. Can I sent yours too? Dan, and you got yours? Mm-hmm. Let me see how long this one is real quick before I delve into it. Oh, there's a continue reading button. <laughs> Already, I hate it. All right, here we go. From the Huffington Post by David Moye. Moye. For $5,000, you can hunt Bigfoot with Jose Canseco. I've seen this. The for- I'm Jose Canseco! <laughs> I'm Jose Canseco! That's right. You can hunt Bigfoot with him, Ken. That went a little harsh there, Ken. Yeah, it Okay. It was liar, liar. It's a line for movie. The former baseball MVP is pitching a trip to what he claims are the sites of authentic alien sightings and proven Bigfoot habitats. Does he have to prove that? (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Former baseball superstar Jose Canseco made his name hitting home runs, but his latest project is a pitch to go Bigfoot hunting. The former MVP posted two tweets on Tuesday night offering to take a few lucky people on an expedition tracking the mythical beast and a real alien. Huffington Post called the listed phone number and received this text message. <clears throat> Spend a weekend with Jose for 5000 cash. Only five lucky individuals will get a golden ticket. Oompa Loompas ain't got nothing on Bigfoot. Travel in his custom RV to authentic alien sightings and proven wild Bigfoot habitats. Camp out in the wild, tell stories, and maybe meet, maybe, meet a real Bigfoot. You never know what's going to happen with Mr. Canseco, food included. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Only serious inquiries, please. I will help you book your flights to Vegas and set itineraries. Thank you, Morgan. Wait, Vegas? There are no, and I mean zero, proven <laughs> Bigfoot habitats. <laughs> also, zero. Jose okay, Canseco wait. has an alien. Yeah, okay, here we go. Wait, wait. <clears throat> the response said the first excursion was almost full. This isn't completely out of left field for the 50-year-old outfielder. But I'm ch- I know, a, one a, day in the post. <laughs> a few weeks ago, Canseco posted a series of tweets claiming aliens had given him the secrets to time travel. Naturally, many people on Twitter had strong responses to the pitch. Canseco has gotten kicks for making outrageous statements in the past, such as in July 2017 when he responded to the Me Too movement by bragging about being molested by lots of chicks. In July 2015, he said he planned to live as a woman for a week to better understand Caitlyn Jenner's situation. 
In November 2014, he falsely claimed that his middle finger had come off during a poker game. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that guy's out of his goddamn mind, and it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you see those people that like you know they're they're super they're super awesome people and they retire and they have too much time in their hands and they just go completely off bonkers like completely bonkers like oh, completely off the wall insane <laughs> clearly this has happened to Mr. Conseco <laughs> but but people are gonna do this your middle finger fell off <laughs> it just came off it just happens it just pops off. Like you maybe should t- t- leprosy probably <laughs> then it's a, it is a consideration. My God! Ooh. Then he cured it and is possibly Jesus. Whoa. Jose Canseco claims he's Jesus. <laughs> cured his own leprosy. <laughs> Changes his name to Jesus Canseco. <laughs> Jesus Canseco. Oh my God! That is objectively terrible. <laughs> like I, I'm right? sorry. Well, again, there are no proven. Pe- Bigfoot habitats. Uh, people are, people are going to buy to do this. They're going to pay five. Well, that's because Jose, Jose, they're hoping that Jose Canseco is going to share with them the secrets of time travel. Oh my god! And they had to throw in time travel too. Like aliens, Bigfoot wasn't enough. On top of that, Jose Canseco can time travel. Yeah, then, then he's going to show you the, the secret crypt of Paul Bunyan. <laughs> <laughs> Which is guarded by a still living Babe the Blue Ox. I was just gonna, oh, say, I was gonna babe? say, I thought it was like Babe the Blue Ox steaks. <laughs> that, that's the food <laughs> that they were going to provide. Like Trump steaks. <laughs> oh, that was harsh. Trump steaks. Good God. One of the biggest, one of his many failures. Yeah, I like how they had the double maybe that one. Like maybe, maybe, Let's maybe, see. maybe. I'm gonna have to definitely hedge that a maybe, little bit because it doesn't exist. Can't, yeah, can't guarantee that one. If you can't say you'll see Bigfoot in the ad, and then somebody's gonna sue them. Yeah, no, we said maybe. No guarantee. We said there's a possibility. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> there's a chance that could happen. Everybody knows that that Bigfoot lives in the woods of southern of southeastern Ohio. So would you pay to go on the trip? I wouldn't go if somebody gave me the ticket. <laughs> right. so no, if I paid no, for I it go. and told you to go, you wouldn't go. I absolutely would not go. Really? It the seems... only reason, the only reason I would go, is so that I could pre-record a series of reporter on the spots. That's what I would. That's why I would <laughs> reports go. To, to to for us to later broadcast on this podcast. That's the only reason I would go. Right. No, the whole thing sounds like you get murdered in the woods by Jose Canseco. <laughs> <laughs> Really, it's all about him wanting to hunt the most dangerous prey yeah. of all. He blames it on Man. Bigfoot, and you get murdered. Yeah. Oh, boy. It really turns out to be like you know, some kind of weird Hunger Games style. Like, he's just going to turn you loose in the woods and then hunt you with a rifle for three days. And if you survive, you get a free dinner or steak <laughs> knives or something. I don't know. You get a free dinner. He'll share with you the secrets of time travel if you survive. Right. You can go back and never do it. All right. Dan. All right, so here's this one. I can't read the the title because it just it spoils too much. Okay. Dawn Moon has spent the last decade dreaming of opening her own salon after getting licensed as a nail technician. But just as her dream is starting to come true, Moon's storefront in Sandusky, Ohio, is causing some controversy because of its suggestive name. Handjobs Nail and Spa. <laughs> nice. This is an idea I've had for 10 years, Moon <laughs> tells the Yahoo Lifestyle. Of the name what? of her salon. That's it's like a my play Saturday on words. To-do list. <laughs> right? 
It's I like, love that oh, was yesterday. You have a dumb idea on a Saturday and like take it too far. But, but no, they did you get a hand that... job? My nails couldn't go to a spa. Well, but see, that's the problem is I don't think she's coming through on the promise. <laughs> it's a play on words, but really it's exactly what we do as nail techs. Hands. Although Moon believes the name of the salon is rather logical, others have had mixed opinions, which they've shared on social media. What the hell are people thinking, one person wrote, while another said, take it down, I cannot believe Perkins allowed you to use that name. Offensive. All of the attention, however, is simply being viewed as free advertising by the owner and the many people who support her. The talk about the sign started almost immediately. Duh. <laughs> Within 24 hours, we had a massive social media attention, she says. Honestly, we've had way more positive feedback and a ton of support, and very few who don't love it. The reaction from these fans... Very few uh, who don't love it. Who doesn't love a handjob? <laughs> right? The reaction from those who are fans of the idea include a number of local businesses who have openly shared their support for Moon in response to a Facebook post asking if people are offended. Still, the town has yet to approve the salon signage because of Moon's failure to submit a request for a sign permit. Until she does, the town can't review or comment on the proposed name. When asked if Moon has a plan B if it's rejected, she says, of course, although we aren't speaking on that at the moment. In the meantime, (laughs) Moon is still fulfilling requests for merchandise after a few people have suggested making shirts with the salon's name on them. We're in the process of making the design now, she says. Oh, the design. Yeah. Which is only going to get worse. (laughs) It only gets worse from there. Hand jobs. I mean, really? You gotta, you gotta know. It's like it's like like in Blues Brothers where the hair salon where Carrie Fisher works is called Curl Up and Die. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But see, that's okay. I think that's funny. Hand job. Actually, I think hand jobs in the salon is hilarious. Right. I mean, honestly, who cares? Who cares? But there's a lot Apparently of Apparently the neighbors do. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of uppities out there. I mean, is there going to be like a pedicure next door called foot jobs? <laughs> yeah. Foot fetish. <laughs> Hand jobs. It helps a lot right. next to foot fetish foot care. Yeah. And it just gets worse. And worse. It just keeps getting worse. It's like they own the whole plaza and it just goes down the row with like... <laughs> Rule 40... What was it? Rule 42? on 34. The 34. Yeah, uh, Rule Thirty Four Plaza it starts with hand jobs and it goes to foot fetish. The hair and dryer store is way down the list. Blow jobs, blow jobs, hair dryer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Beauty supply store, blow jobs. So I have a couple more headlines. I'm going to read real quick for you guys. Hey, Just I, the I, headlines. Article. Yes, he's, he's got an article. I don't. Well, I was going to say a couple. Quickly, go, go, go. Okay, go. FBI seizes over three thousand penises during home raid at Morgan employee's home. <laughs> Like, wait, wait, like, like, fake ones or real ones? Real ones. <laughs> one at a time or all together? <laughs> He's been post-mortem castrating people and keeping them? Apparently so. Oh, my word. It was a lot more disturbing than what they expected to find. I don't know if you can find more disturbing than, like... <laughs> yeah, what, what, what were they... What were they, Why did they raid the home? Uh, it took FBI... If it wasn't for this. ...more than seven hours to gather all of the organs and other pieces of evidence that were found on the site. Yeah, but why'd they go in the first place? They just like something's fishy down at the old mortuary. Everybody's missing their penises. There were shelves everywhere filled with hundreds of glass jars. Each of them contained a penis floating in formaldehyde. 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 
No, for melon. Oh, for melon. Must be some other chemical. Huh. Embalming fluid. Ugh. Right. Apparently, it's uh, from an organ trafficking network. It's trafficking what? dongs? Yeah. <laughs> what What do they do with a what? What do you <laughs> dismembered do? pickled dick? <laughs> I, I, I don't think I want to know. Do you put it on a bun? I'm sure it's... Really? It, you know I, the sad part is, do you, is it might be a delicacy somewhere. Oh, I'm sure it is. Uh, probably made well, in some sort of soup. Well, tiger penis is used in... Uh, in, in various I mean, so is that, yeah. is that it? They're just like drying them out, putting shavings into your tea? Like sun, oh sun, sun, sun dried penis? Yeah. <laughs> Sprinkle that on your Cheerios. Uh, <laughs> they shave it on top of your mac and cheese like they do truffles. Right, but it seems like he's got a pretty big backstock, though. Like, oh, business is not going well for him, but he is still plugging ahead at his like your, aphrodisiac. Things, hey, eventually he's gonna business. open up eBay and like every one of his listings is gonna have a hit, and he's gonna be like, "Oh man, my time has come." Rich overnight selling. Every every American is a millionaire Pickle and waiting. Pickled dick. That's how they're getting there. I wonder if he saw the spotted dick in the in the, uh, <laughs> the dick of what? Oh, is it like God. a sponge cake or something? Spotted dick? I'm not sure what that is. It's an English. Uh, Ken probably knows what spotted dick is. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a baked dessert. Yeah. Yeah, but can't you buy it in a can? Yeah. <laughs> spotted dick in a can? <laughs> yeah, there's spotted dick in a can. <laughs> okay. Your side got this good. Yeah. It makes me sad. Well, it's a whole new version of crazy yeah yeah heinz spotted dick at my local grocery store for about six dollars this thing's huge that's one of that's (laughs) that's what she said (laughs) it's a big ass can it's microwavable it's a big ass can can of dick this is uh that's one of heinz 57 varieties (laughs) it must be the 58th variety that they shelved they're like "Mm, maybe that's too much we should we should buy this can and like Taste it on Eat air. it here. Oh my god. Actually, I actually would like to know the 57, oh. well, all 57. Did they show pictures? Eyes. They're opening it. It's a video. Oh, wait, wait, they're wait, opening, wait. They're opening the dick jar? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to turn it up? No! <laughs> does it make splooshing noises? <laughs> Is it? Does it sound squelchy like when they take it out? Does it sound wet? Oh god. How does the the officers who were there not think about that like all the damn time? I'm not when you walk down into that thing and listeners. thought, "Wow, I'm in a room filled with jars, filled with dicks, thousands of them." Thousands. How do you not see that when you close your eyes? <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. All right. So what's I'm what's putting a white sauce on it? Okay. Well, uh, would you stop with the sauce on the dick? Ken, all right, Ken. Go. <coughs> Americans desire for soft toilet paper and lots of it. It's destroying ancient Canadian forests, two environmental groups said this week. The report titled The Issue with Tissue. The National Resources Defense Council and Stand.Earth say the average American uses three rolls of toilet paper a week. The report also says Procter & Gamble, Kimberly Clark, and Georgia Pacific use no recycled content in their... At home toilet paper, the bulk of the wood pulp for their tissue comes from the bor- the boreal forests in Canada. Most Americans probably do not know that toilet paper they flush away comes from ancient forests, but clear cutting those forests is costing the planet a great deal. 
Maintaining the Canadian boreal forest is vital to avoiding the worst impacts of climate change. Anthony Swift, director of the NRDC's Canada Project, said in a news release accompanying the report. The report assigned sustainability-based scores for at-home tissue brands. Leading United States brands like Charmin, Quilted Northern, Angel Soft got F grades. Brands using recycled paper content, including 365, 7th Generation, and Natural Value, were among those awarded A grades. Has anybody ever heard of those? No. no I've never, I've heard, never of heard of those. Never no. heard of it. Uh, the report also looked at toilet paper, or at paper towels and facial tissues. The report says Procter & Gamble is the worst U.S. paper company at using sustainable components. Cleveland.com said Procter & Gamble did not respond to requests for comment. <laughs> the Reuters News Service said it, would, it also asked the company for comment and got no response. A spokeswoman for George Pacific told Reuters the company makes products from re- recovered fiber and also from virgin wood, which is chosen for its softness and absorbency. And that it takes steps to ensure to in assuring it's is sourcing wood responsibly. Hmm. The choice of the raw materials we use for our products is driven by product quality and performance characteristic demanded by our consumers. The spokeswoman said, "Or what's cheapest, whatever." Yeah. Reuters said spokesman for spokesman for Kimberly Clark said the company is committed to reducing virgin pulp content in its products by fifty percent by twenty twenty five, and increasing the use of alternate and recycled fibers. We're committed to making our products in ways that are that not only provide the health and hygiene performance consumers <laughs> expect from our brands, but to do so in a way that ensures the resilience of the forest that we are from which we source our fiber," said Terry Ballack, uh, Kimberly Clark's director of global communications. Mm-hmm. The report says industrial logging claims more than one million acres of boreal forest every year, equivalent to seven National Hockey League rinks each minute. Uh, it said that loss is harming indigenous communities and animal species that rely on the forest. Forest ability to resorb carbon helps fight global warming. Uh, the report also stated the environmental groups say recycled content and alternative fibers are readily available for use in toilet paper, paper towels, and other tissues, but companies continue to rely on old production formulas. Because it's cheaper. Because it's, it's cheaper. Right. Also, also, Quilted Northern wasn't Quilted Northern anymore. Nobody would want to buy it. Right. So what what brand do you guys use? I use Scott Tissue. I use whatever Kirby buys. Right. What brand Although, is to be honest. Usually Sherman, I think. Yeah, Sherman. Um, we've been using the, uh, I don't know, I don't remember what it is, but it's like, you know. Whatever it it's is. It's lasting like three times longer than the stuff we have been buying. Okay. Nothing lasts. Not with a house full of girls. I'll feel like they need an arm length of toilet paper every time they pee. Yeah, so I'm all Scott Tissue, which wasn't on that list. So used to, used okay. to use the Scott Tissue. Or Charmin. Oh, I thought you were going to say paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> Corn so, cobs, Sears catalog, you know, the, the, the good stuff. Old magazines. Yeah. The glossiness helps. <laughs> right. Smooth on the bottom. Less absorbent, though. Yeah. Right. You're just kind of smearing it at that point. Jesus. <laughs> All right, next, next, next topic. Quickly, quickly, please. What is the next topic? I got one for you. Was Tony the Tiger driven off Twitter by unbelievably horny furries? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I'm just going to go. Don't even bother reading that story. I'm just going to go with yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
A little over two years ago, people were delighted to discover that in the replies to every tweet from at RealTonyTiger, the official Tony the Tiger Twitter account, dozens of mascot-made furries could be found begging the serial tiger for sex. God, people are insane. <laughs> These tended to be please written in what grammarys refer to as hornery imperative. Wait, 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 wait. They refer to it as horny imperative? Yeah. Like, that's a style of writing. Huh. At Real Tony Tiger, fist me, Tony. <laughs> I love you. Well, you'd have well, to we be We just loved. talked about how tiger penis is an aphrodisiac. <laughs> <laughs> it's great! Turns oh, out cartoon tiger penis is also an aphrodisiac. In 2016, Tony started to block other people's accounts for their lusty replies. <laughs> When the furries revolted, the account made what seems to be the only acknowledgement uh, it's ever made of Tony the Tiger's incredibly horny fan base. I'm all for showing you stripes, feathers, etc., but let's keep things great and family friendly if you could. Cubs could be watching. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly after that, the at real Tony Tiger account disappeared. Right. You know, I just, I have this vision in my head of all of the furries showing up at Serial City USA and Battle Creek looking for the Tony impersonator. Right. That poor like they're guy. all on the they're on the Kellogg's factory tour together. <laughs> this also goes to show you that the internet is a goddamn cesspool. Oh yeah. Of crazy crazy people. Here's a tweet. Fill me up with your frosted flakes, Daddy. Daddy. It's not even clever. No, it's no, kind of lame. No. If you're uh, gonna go there, be like all cool about it. Tony, <laughs> right? please put your whiskers in my ass. That that's a little direct. That's a little too direct. At least they get to the At point. At least the frosted flakes was like some, somewhat create like a little bit creative. No, this one's like, nope, <laughs> whiskers right, ass. Yeah. Let's go, buddy. Hey, Mr. Tony the Tiger, are your flakes frosted? I want to suck your dick, please. <laughs> That's why I asked the question to begin with. Oh, hey, I got a question for you. Are your flakes frosted? Oh, by the way, I'm going to give you a blowy. Let's go to the hand job nail for you. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Tony. I don't need your flakes. I just want your delicious love, your milk, and sweet frosting inside my mouth. Uh, c- could you do that for me, Daddy? That'd be g- g- great. That okay? That's better. That's that's a little better. I mean, in, in the scale of terrible, which they all are. There's terrible, and at least that one, like they put some effort into that one. Kind of yes, <laughs> into being a horrible human being. There, frost my ass, Daddy. <laughs> that, that one might be the winner. Uh, what's with this Daddy thing? It. Well, because he's like ninety. Well, I mean, they all have daddy issues. I guess <laughs> they do. So. It's like I never thought of Tony the Tiger as like a father figure. <laughs> like growing up, I was like, "Wow, he's like the best dad." No, he's, that's so weird. I'm pretty sure he's just like an old single guy. I don't think right. he is weird like, Uncle Tony. I think there was well, wears, there was never there was never like a junior like like a tiger cub that he interacted with. It I was, think he's a bit of a swinger. Didn't he wear a handkerchief like a uh, like? Fred? Oh yeah, he did wear the kerchief. He yeah. he wore the kerchief like Fred from Scooby Doo. Yeah. So that's like, yeah. uh, he's probably a swinger. Well, it was the 70s, man. He was at those key parties. Everybody was doing it. Yeah. All right, Pete, I sent you your last one. Oh, God. This better be good. We should have, you know what we should do next time we have Nixon on? We should ask him about this. Because chances are he partied with Tony back in the day. 
<laughs> you know he did. What the hell? Uh, what? Why? It's taking forever to load. Okay. Oh my god. Ugh. I don't even know how to even start. Look at the picture. She looks like someone who would do that. Oh, okay. <clears throat> You get your serious journalism face on. I don't. Okay. <laughs> Dateline. Dateline. Woman arrested for training squirrels to attack her ex-boyfriend. Forty-five-year-old Janice Smith was arrested this morning by officers of the Detroit Police Department. Oh, it's close to home. <laughs> like, oh, this is our fault. <laughs> it's not Florida bad. <laughs> 45-year-old Janice Smith was arrested this morning by officers of the Detroit Police Department for allegedly capturing numerous squirrels and training them to attack her former lover. The victim, 51-year-old James Robinson, was presumably attacked by the rodents on more than a dozen occasions over the last month. Wow, so she's pretty good at training. She's good at this shit. These attacks caused him many serious injuries, including the loss of two fingers and one <laughs> testicle bitten off by his attackers. Jesus, squirrel girl is amazing. She's a fucking squirrel whisperer. The, oh, there's a read more button. The poor man had no idea why squirrels kept attacking him until he saw his ex-girlfriend, a former circus animal trainer, cheering the animals during one of the attacks. <laughs> He didn't notice her during the rest of the I attacks so. in the bushes, being yeah, like, get him! Get him! Yay! No, because you're being attacked by fucking squirrels! Your mind is on other things at that moment! Yeah. Alright. Then when they chew off your nuts. Here's a quote. <laughs> she was partially hidden behind some of the bushes, but I could clearly see her and hear her. She was yelling orders at the squirrels and telling them to attack me. Alpha Squad, go, 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 go! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue team, stand down! Blue team, stand down! <laughs> Realizing that his life could be in danger, Mr. Robinson filed a complaint with the police who later paid a visit to Mrs. Smith. In her residence, they found a dozen cages holding a total of 27 squirrels. They also found two training dummies with pictures of Mr. Robinson taped over their faces. (laughs) Detroit Police Chief James Craig confirmed that Janice Smith had admitted that she was responsible for the attacks and confessed her strange plot. Mr. Smith confessed... To capturing and training squirrels to harass and attack her ex-boyfriend. She used to train lions for a circus, so it was easy for her to make the animals do as she wanted. Is that how that works? I, she said she hoped <laughs> to raise works. She said she hoped to raise an army of up to fifty or a hundred animals. Jesus, please tell me they found copies of Squirrel Girl I in her. You gotta go straight to like a pig or something like that. Like, if you're gonna attack somebody, man. I don't know. Train a fucking elk to gore him. No, to be honest with you, she's a whiz at her job. Anyways. Well clearly. The 45-year-old woman is now facing a variety of criminal charges linked to criminal harassment and using animals as weapons. That's a fucking charge. It's like, there's a law about that? I guess. Janice Smith's lawyers have demanded for her to undergo a psychological evaluation. Good move. <laughs> Claiming that she was unfit to stand trial. They oh, say no. <laughs> oh, no. They say that her choice of trading squirrels instead of dogs or bears suggests that she might be suffering from mental problems. So they're saying she could have done it better. <laughs> right? They're going to punish her for having not picked a better animal to... Like, we decided. Like, yeah. 
If she is judged to fit to stand trial, Miss Smith will be facing a maximum of 65 years in prison. 65 years. She's a wizard. She's a wizard. She's an animal training wizard. She's definitely gotten a few job offers out of this. Oh, Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) The CIA has approached her. (laughs) I want to talk to her. squad. We need her out here, and you can't fight her. I don't want to. You lose. She's coming with like a hundred squirrels. Did you see that she wanted to have an army of a hundred fucking squirrels? Well, that'd be awesome. And the guy lost two fingers. Just animals in general. The guy lost two fingers and a testicle. I thought this was going to be like, oh, and he got scratched or whatever. But like, they fucking attacked him. (laughs) Yeah. She trained them to eat his hand off. Jesus. I I saw this and I thought of you instantly. Why'd you think of me? Because I knew you had to read this. Oh. Because I, I had to be the one to read it? Yeah. Oh, in the, my God. In the, in, the, in the meantime, this woman is Jabo's hero. Fuck yeah, she is. Oh, man. Training squirrels to attack people? How awesome is that? And Seems actually awesome. succeeding, she could, she right? Could, I bet she could train a squirrel to, to water ski without stapling the skis to his feet. Probably. Is that how they used to do it? Yeah. That's horrible. Oh, it absolutely is, yeah. How? No arguments for me on that. Wait, they stapled its feet? Yeah, have you ever seen a, you ever seen a water skiing squirrel? Yeah. They, they staple the, ski, the skis to their feet. That's how they keep them from, like, you know, kicking out of them. I feel like that would make them thrash a lot more. Wow. It's pretty horrible. Wow. <laughs> Even Simon says so. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Now I'm going to be looking behind my back every time I... See a squirrel? See a squirrel. Be like... <laughs> Hope I didn't piss this woman off. The trick is watching for the hand signs when they signal the other squirrels. And I, I, right? I guess, I guess, I guess, using animals as weapons does make sense if you're like to like train dogs or something. Yeah, for dogs, you have a yeah. law against that. Yeah. So, yeah. Train like a pigeon to dive bomb Pigs. a certain person. Oh yeah, I, 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 it's kind of cool actually. <laughs> I want to be mad at her, but it's like it's still kind of like cool. it's like the perfect crime. Did she dress him up in, like, little ninja uniforms? My God, I hope so. Oh, that would have been perfect. <laughs> Every squirrel was kung fu fighting. And then they break into a choreographed dance in the tent. Right. The guy lost his it's fingers. It's a little bit thriller. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd have to be. Well, the yeah, you're always standing like this anyway. I mean. <laughs> right, it's the natural choice. Wow. Oh. All right, so when we come back, we have no idea what we're going to talk about. <laughs> what could possibly tell? So what else is new? We'll let you know when we come back. All right, so during break, we remembered what we we're going to talk about, and we have our <laughs> top 40 things to do before you turn 40. Except for Dane Pete. and I are like five months away. <laughs> yeah, we're running yeah. out of time here. So, so we, we switched ours to, um, I switched mine to top things that I want to do before I'm 50. Okay. Because I'm an old mofo. <clears throat> so these are things Pete's going to attempt to do in the next 10 years for him. But you should still do these things before 40. you turn 40. Well, these are more these are more just for me. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Because they're very, they're very Pete-centric. See, I'm the center of my universe. I think we established that. Did we this establish that? Invel- this this yeah. was not a well-thought-out assignment. It wasn't. <clears throat> Oh, but obviously, well, yes, you are. That you just didn't you do are, it right. In fact. All right, here we go. Well, you know, I'm also 38 years old. I'm given homework, so <laughs> yeah. carry on, sir. I'm just gonna go with it. Do this. Okay, here we go. I'm dying to hear. All right, for the next 10 years, 
I hope to, number one, visit Great Bromley, Colchester, England. Hmm. Okay. And the reason behind that, and I have to preface this, or I have to tell you why, is because that's where my family um, came from in the 1400s. Right. Ancestral home, sure. Ancestral home. Um, finished novel. Ah, there you go. Finished movies. Ooh, movies. Finished serials. Right. Which we're working on. By the way, by the way, it's coming, people. I hope you know that. The Vlix Podcast serial is on its way. What is the title? What of, is the title? What of our it's serial? Not, it's not time yet. We, oh, we can't. We untitled. cannot. We cannot release the title yet. But it's on its way, and it's brilliant. 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 Doom. 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 <laughs> Four. Start magazine media company. Now we started one ten years ago. Oh, well, so that's already, that's technically already been done. Right. You didn't yeah. say start successful. We just okay, had to, we just had to you know. I just filed the annual report for it. Do it again. And, okay, you know. well, we're going to do it better. And spend at least a week in the in every state. Hmm. I figured we could we could knock that out in five years. Maybe. 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 See, who gets a well a week vacation every year? Jesus. And then while I'm at fifty years, <laughs> while I'm at Great Bromley and Colchester, um, castles of Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this, this is the one, sadly, that I don't think I'll ever actually get done, and it's the easiest. It's finished cataloging my comics, <laughs> so I can sell them uh, to fund your trip to England. to fund my trip to um, find my forever home. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Your current home is not your forever home. It's not my forever home. It's it's the in between home. Okay, so your next home will be the forever home. Will be your for, and where do you think your forever home will be? I don't know yet. On about a thousand acres up uh, a thousand near Lake acres in, near Lake, Lake Superior in the Upper Peninsula in a castle with a moat that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Get in shape enough to run a ten mile race, like the actual crim, like the main race of the crim. And that which is a race that happens here in Flint, Michigan. It's pretty big. It's people from all over the world come to run this race. So, right. if I could finish that race, it means I have made my goal of healthiness, in my opinion. And visit the other ancestral home, Germany, hmm? which I believe Danon has been. No, I have not been to Germany. I have been to England and seen several castles in Wales. Nice. I don't know if it's the ones you're looking for though. It doesn't matter. They were right. I like castles. It's like weirdly driving around, and you're like, oh, look, there's another one. They're just like there all over the place. Like You don't have to make a special trip to go see a castle. You're just driving from one place to the other. You're like, hey, neat, a castle. Again. Like, it's so cool. Nice. Who's next? Ken. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Dana. Try again. Ken's not ready. Okay. Oh, I'm ready. I just... Just do, no. Okay. Um, I'll do mine. Mine is not quite so specific, uh, but it's things that I think everybody should do at one time or another just to have done things, really. Okay. Like, um, well, especially before you're 40, you know, take a step back, reevaluate your life. Like, especially by 40, you've done a lot of things that you do just because they're things that you do, right? Like you, you listen to the same music, to go to the same places, all of those things, and just 
take a minute and, and see if you do those things because you enjoy them or because they're the things you do. Some people have never ordered a different thing from a menu. You know, like you go to this place and that's it. That's what you do. But yeah, so try not to be con that rough, that, that rut. Uh, I like that one. It's a good one. Uh, and in that same vein, um, do something childish. Like you're approaching 40. Um, you've probably tried to be an adult very hard to get an adult job and do adult things. Um, you know, that's the, one of the best things about having kids is doing things like going in a bounce house, like, and sober, you know, right? Like a lot of times people do childish dumb things and it's cause they were doing something, but it's like, no, just go play, be, be young again. Remember what it's like to enjoy things. Um, and in that same vein, um, you should probably have kids, you know, or don't. This is, this is getting to that point in life where you make the decision and having had them, um, they're cool. Um, make a new friend. You probably had the same friends, right? So it's always good to make new friends, which I feel like I've done on this podcast. Oh, look how cute that is. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody should see the ocean at some point. Mm, I know it's hard for a lot of people, yeah. especially in the Midwest, where you got to make you got to make a pretty special effort to make it out to an actual coastline, but to see the actual ocean, like it just feels different. I mean, we have Great Lakes, which look just like the ocean with smaller waves, uh, but you can feel it. Well, it's I don't different. know. I've I've seen some waves on Lake Superior that aren't that well, small. True, true that. Uh, but most people will end it's up still different than the ocean. Yeah, especially when like they hear the word lake. Oh, you've got a lake over there. It's like no, no, no. We've got Great Lakes. Yeah. There's a difference. It's an inland sea. Yeah. Uh, so doing that. And once you make it there, um, go a little bit further. Leave the country. Go to a place where they don't speak English. And and don't mock openly everything that they do and say. And just go be someplace else. Um, like, what's the word for it? We learned it today of, of realizing that other people live independent lives from you. Um, saunder. To saunder. Saunder. Yes. Go saunder in another country and realize that they have lives. Just because their language is different and they don't go to McDonald's. You know, uh, part of the reevaluate your life thing. Uh, here's another fun one start a fire. Like arson. Like burn something. <laughs> Just something. Start the fire. Because yeah. um, it's fun and illegal. And if you do it right, no one gets hurt. Even if it's just like a mattress. Or a wicker chair. Yeah, wicker, just something. Just because, especially being 40, an adult, and you follow all the rules, and you do all the things, and you toe the line the entire time, you just cut loose a little bit. A little bit. Um, same thing. Um, fire a gun if you've never had one. I personally don't care for guns. Don't want to be around them. Uh, and have only on a couple of occasions fired one. But really, same kind of thing. Like, freaking fire a gun sometime. Like, it's random. You should have done that at least once by now. Just so you can at least understand what the debate would be. You know, what you're holding in your hand when you do something like that. And that goes for a lot of things. Of, of If you're going to get in on the debate, understand both sides. You ever taken Hunter's Safety? Nope. Take Hunter's Safety. That's probably a good idea. Um, it's just, it, it, in addition to, like, you know, teaching, it's really informative in, in terms of learning about guns and firearms and, like, calibers and, and, and things like that. And shotguns, handguns, rifles, you know, muskets or, you know, black powder, 
would certainly be the <laughs> right. current term for it. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very informative. Highly recommend. Yeah, I'm surprised that things like that aren't even like a, a, a day class or something at school in Michigan anyway, where that like hunting is a holiday at school where you get like a week off. If you if you actually go hunting, oh, the, the schools up north actually close for the first day of firearm season. Right, November for November fifteenth is a is a day off of school. Good old Michigan. Um, next one, totally left field from that. Uh, do a day of charity work, like do something that's not specifically for you. Even though this could be definitely one of those things that you argue is for you because you're doing a thing to do a nice thing. But don't be so cynical about it. <laughs> just go, just go to a charity. Um, and and the last one, um, breakfast cake. If you don't know what breakfast cake is, <laughs> it's a real thing. It's just where you eat cake for breakfast, yep. especially the day after your birthday, or like the next couple of days. Um, again, just like the rule breaking of uh, just something simple. You're an adult. You can go buy a cake whenever you want and eat it. But that's dumb. Sometimes cake for breakfast okay i like that one i i totally agree with 100 percent. good list dana good list buddy i'm gonna bring cake in uh, the day after my birthday now for work it's the best thing it's, it's like you got cake left over oh no, i'm gonna make a separate cake just for that and to be perfectly honest what's the difference between that and a donut I mean, nothing. nothing nothing the shape and that's fried right. or not and the rules of you, you don't eat cake for breakfast that's a dessert it's like, you know muffins are just cake technically no. too aren't they yeah uh, so are so are pancakes Yes, I know. Right. We've had, we've had that talk before. <laughs> and they're not. All right, are you ready now, sir? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right, so once again, this is this is a, pretty much a list for me. Um, and since I have uh, 14 months before I turn 40, uh, this is stuff that I actually could accomplish if I okay. you know, actually like motivate myself to do so. By the, time, by the time I turn 40. Uh, I want to get involved in theater, in, in community theater production. At least one. Uh, I used to do theater when I was younger and loved it. I'm not so much interested in being on stage, uh, but I, I, I miss working in the, in the, in the background, uh, backstage, and uh, with, the, with the technical aspects of theater. Um, so, so that's something on my list. Uh, I need to lose about 100 pounds. Actually, I need to lose about 200 pounds, but, you know, 100 pounds would be a good start. Uh... Buy a convertible. Mm-hmm. It's been on my list for a number of years. Uh, and something I can... I always told... I wouldn't buy one until I had a place to keep it in the wintertime because I'm not going to drive it year-round. Um, so that, that was on my list. Uh, I want to throw a 20s-themed New Year's Eve party. I'm not wild about the 20s. As my favorite, they're not my favorite decade, but... <laughs> it's a good the, theme for a party. It, ro- yeah, yeah, into, yeah ro- moving into the roaring 20s uh, with, a, with, with, a, with a jazz... Uh, and flapper themed uh, New Year's Eve party does sound like a tremendously good idea, and that will that will that'll come before I turn forty. Uh, so there's that. Uh, I want to finish the remodel on the house. <laughs> I've got fourteen months to do that. Uh, I want to start my nonprofit. Okay. I've been talking about that for years, and just kind of it's been on the back burner for a while. I, I really need to get going with it. What What is it? Uh, I want to make a nonprofit incubator, uh, in where I will. Uh, set myself up as a nonprofit, and I'll take donations uh, to cover the time and expense involved in other co- in other groups that get set, getting set up as nonprofits, registering for their tax exempt, the federal tax exemption, and all of that stuff. 
Um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a four or eight hundred dollar fee to do that, plus oh. all the work that the, the accountant has to put into it. Um, I can do that for them in order for them to start getting access to other. There's a world of grants available for small for for, for nonprofits, but you have to be registered because the companies that give them want the tax deduction. Uh-huh. So you have to be registered as a 501c3. So if I can help, you know, people who would not otherwise be able to afford that to get that designation so they can start having access to those grants, that, that that's what I would like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go horseback riding. Okay. I used to ride all the time when I was young, uh, and I haven't been on a horse in years, and it just kind of makes me sad because yeah. I, I love riding. That's scary, though. I don't trust them. They don't trust you either. I can tell. And they can, and they, and they know that they're very intuitive animals. Yeah, I've only been on the back of a horse like three times, and it's all those times where you're like on knows the how, really old ones. They know how nervous you are. They just do whatever they want, and you're just on the back of a horse for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not really riding a horse. No, I can tell. That's, <laughs> that's sitting on a horse while it walks. Yes. <laughs> Help someone. Doesn't even necessarily have to be someone you know, but. Offer them assistance for no other reason than the fact that they need it and you're able to, to do it. Um, and I would like to learn a new skill. Uh, currently, I'm looking at learning how to do leatherworking. Mm, interesting. So, you're yeah. not going to be a hatter? There's a place down south. I will not be a hatter. Uh, uh, at uh, Factory 2, they offered a leatherworking class, and I took half of it. I had to leave. Um, where we made like a pauldron, um, where I made half of a pauldron. Uh, and it was by, taught by, uh, a, there's a leatherworking place down south. I can't remember the name of the house, but they do leatherworking classes. Um, I also thought about, uh, and I always said if I had the space, so, you know, if we get our thousand acre commu- uh, hippie commune, uh, I'd like to learn blacksmithing. Mm. Right. If I, if I could ha- if I had the room to have a forge and, and all of that, I'd like to learn blacksmithing. You don't need a ton of room. They got one of those at factory too. I know. Class. I made a, a but hook. I want my own. I know. They're, they're, so. It's kind of fun getting that hammer yeah. and swinging that. Yeah, my dad loved it. It seems like uh, well, they do blacksmithing out at the at uh, Crossroads, don't they? Yeah, my dad's a yeah. blacksmith. Yeah. Yeah. Does he? He probably knows some people. I know a blacksmith or two that work out there. Um, Schmitz. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, my dad was one of the ones that was out there too for a long okay. time. Yeah, cool. He filled in when they weren't there. So. Um, yeah, that, uh, but leather working, I think is going to probably be, because it's, it's something I can actually, it's easy enough to get into. It's relatively low cost. Yeah. Nope. Point of entry. It seems pretty easy enough to get started in. Yeah. I'd like to do that. So I've got, I've got 14 months. I should be able to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit longer than that. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Going to turn 37 soon. Oh, you got plenty of time. Yeah, you got three years. And today's the thirteenth. Three years and fourteen days. Well, well. Speaking of, what? What's your list? Your list. My list. Uh, you should put your feet in two oceans by the time you're forty. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gonna I'm, one I'm, up I'm, mine. I yep. said one ocean. You're like, we're gonna do two oceans. Man, look at me. Look at me. Right. We did two oceans. Well, I already put my feet in one. Right. So I, I was, got two. I was like, I want to go to the other side now. Go over there. Do it over there. Yeah. Uh, have no large debt. Does that include a mortgage? Yeah, we're talking about the house? Yeah. Well, that's a tough mm-hmm. one before you're 40. Nowadays. Right. Yeah, that's my goal. That'll be paid off. 
Uh, see the Northern Lights. You've never seen the like on accident, even? Nope, I've never been somewhere where I could actually like oh. actually see them. Like I, I know saw, they've been. I set. saw them in the sky when I was growing up in Corona. Right, I've seen them around here. That was like yeah. in high school, though. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. But yeah. A couple of nights where, yeah. yeah, you should. Those are nice. Like, go to Iceland. Just put that one on your list. Go to Iceland. Watch the Northern Lights. We'll get to that one. Yeah. Uh, do a road Take trip me. through Canada. <laughs> oh God, don't do it. <laughs> Ken hates Canadians. Did, no, I've done this. You did the road trip through Canada. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a huge portion of Canada. It was we drove from Toronto to Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. Okay. Come back into the United States. Right. And it was awful. Why was it awful? There was nothing to do. Nothing? There's just one stretch of road? It's just remote. Well, that's because you're in, like, the northern remote area of Canada. I was in Ontario. Okay. We never left Ontario. You're going to take the road trip up to Thunder Bay? It was awful. I just want to do it. Yeah. That'd be fun. A lot of driving. Not a lot to see. It's just like, you know, oh, look, more trees. Oh, look, a river. Oh, look, more trees. Oh, look at river. You do it and you love it. I'm going to. You do a whole tra- you can do a whole travel rating segment. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh this one I combined it was three different ones, but I combined them in three. I want to see the Grand Canyon, visit Switzerland, and visit Iceland. That's a it's a really long trip. Right. Yes, yes, and yes. Those are all good. Well, I haven't been to Iceland, but I've been to Switzerland. Yeah. And uh the Grand Canyon. Switzerland was cool. I got to touch a cloud. Like we went up the mountain that was near my friend's house it's super weird because it's switzerland so you go to somebody's house which is kind of on the side of a hill and then there's a mountain right there and you just drive up there it takes you 15 minutes it's easier than getting to flint and all of a sudden you're on the top of a mountain and the clouds just blow by you and you're like oh look there's a cloud coming at us oh look we're in a cloud like it was just rad that's cool that sounds fun yeah good skiing uh travel across land long distance by train Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. We should totally all do that. that. Totally support that. I wonder if we could do a podcast from a train. Well, of course we can. Yeah. All we have to do is take the stuff and plug it in. Yeah. Train cast. Yeah. Train cast. Amtrak to San Diego. There Ooh. you go. We'll we'll do a and train. And we can cast. hit the ocean, right? And we can we can or have Seattle. like actually I'd rather go to Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Would be good we can too. take Seattle. We can take a train from Chicago to Seattle, which means we can take a train from here to Seattle. That's right. right. That's right. We'll do it. We'll do a train cast, and we'll pull in like just anonymous passersby to be a, a, a guest. Guest hosts. Yeah. A guest once. I in wish while. they still had the American Orient Express. I know, right? The American. They had they had one for a while. They did it, Oriental it was first, American it was, Express. It, it, American Orient. They call it the American Orient Express, but it was right. it was you went to six great six uh, national parks. Wow. First class travel, first class food, the whole thing. You got you know they had really nice Pullman cars with sleeper cabins and everything. It was great but they can never be profitable yeah. let's do a train cast guys train cast yeah let's do it i'm up for it i'm up for it hey yeah. when do you leave for the for the caribbean uh we'll talk about that later yeah <laughs> wrong ocean yeah uh, buy a piece of art that i'm proud to display just any kind oh. of piece of art right it could be like a rendering of han solo yeah mm. just something that i'd be proud to hang on the wall mm. okay do you have a do you have a preference? Not yet. Just yeah. something I want to do. Okay, cool. Uh, celebrate St. Patrick's Day in Ireland. Also, Ooh. your birthday. Exactly. Uh, okay. It's less of a thing there. That's fine. That's the <laughs> point. Because right. I did the whole thing in Key West, and it was almost annoying. 
Right. Okay. But you should you should go there and be the most American as possible and be like the only one having like an over the top green Miller Light. Right. And just going around <laughs> just like handing beers with like the fake people. hat and the oh, shamrock. Oh, oh yeah. 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 And be yeah. the only person at like seven a.m. doing that. Just just take my birthday that I hate and just go full force with it. How come yeah. this river's not green? Right. <laughs> just keep peeing green. You beers guys in the don't rivers. know the truth. Spirit of St. Patrick's Day. I piss on your Blarney Stone. See what happens then. Uh, you probably go to jail. Oh, you, something happens. Yeah, they have, they have they have laws about the Blarney Stone. You only you have to kiss it just right. Upside down, too, by the way. Upside down. That's right. Let's not forget. Uh, shower in a waterfall. I didn't shower in a waterfall, but I've stood in one. Yeah. Does a waterfall shower head count? No. <laughs> <laughs> it does not. Uh, and make sure to be happy and still have a lot of fun. Well, if you make through your list, you're golden. Right? right? So there you go, everybody. There's your somewhat 40 things to do before you turn 40. Somewhat, because we suck at homework. Yeah, you guys are horrible at this. And, well, you know what? It still turned out all right. So keep it real, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>